welcome to our podcast series on the new shape of work. I'm Kate Bravery, advisor and insight leader at Mercer. And today we'll be discussing the energy crisis. No, not the challenge that we all have meeting our cost of living commitments, uh, but the human energy crisis that we see in our workplaces and we hear about day to day. As many of you will know, our Global Talent Trend study showed that this year people are especially depleted. And HR worries that if we can't bring back people's energy, the whole conversation around bringing back to the office is a non-starter. I'm really excited to be here with Erin Rosenfield, who shares my passion for ensuring we've got an energized workforce fit for the brave new future of work that we're heading into. Erin, welcome to the call today. Really looking forward to our conversation. Kate, thank you so much. First, thank you for having me as when we first spoke about this. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so passionate about this work and very motivated by what I see happening in terms of the human energy crisis. Um, well, Erin, well, you're one of the pe- people that always energize me when I get to hear from you. So I'm hoping that that will be a personal outcome from the call. Um, but I know that you have just moved into a new role, which is specifically focusing on energy. You're almost walking the talk on the future of work by doing your passion. Why don't you, why don't we start there and you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. So I'm so excited to talk about this new adventure as I as I'm for one of the first times in my career fully intersection between my passion and what I'm going to actually be doing from a career perspective. My passion is really helping people achieve the best versions of themselves, particularly leaders. And I've spent my whole career developing and coaching others. Um, but for the first time, as many others are finding, coming out of all the work that we did through 2020, 2021, and COVID, that I took five months off. I had never done that, just to reflect and think and recharge. And that really led me to join the Energy Project from that reflection so I could fully focus on developing leaders and teams to run their best race. Um, And that's what the Energy Project does. Right. Well, Energy Project is really easy to remember, but it's interesting because you've lived through that COVID reality of exhaustion you know, you're almost a product of this introspection period where you did take those five months to realign your work with your passion. So I I love that story. Why don't we level set with why we got ourselves into this energy crisis in the first place? Because I don't just see it in Mercer's own research. I see it in, in others' research as well. Yeah. When I think about how we got here, um, I think there are three primary things, and then I'm going to give a cherry on the top of the cake. So the three real things I think about, the VUCA world, COVID, politics, economic uncertainty, disparities, you know, tech as an accelerant speeding everything up, and has has fundamentally changed how we interact as humans. It's a lot. It's exhausting. That's the first thing. I think we're just overwhelmed by all of that. And we all have a version of that, um, that we're living through. So that's the first thing. The second is, Demand's increasing. You know, is there anyone you talk to where you say, you think you're going to have less things to do in the future? You think your job's going to get less intense? No, most people are saying, you know, I used to have one job. Now I have two. I have three. I have these four hats. So the second thing is demand's increasing. And the third are these generational differences, right? The majority of managers and leaders, we haven't we haven't lived through this before. We're not prepared to lead through this human energy crisis. And we're also being called upon generationally to lead in a very different way than, quote, we were raised. So those are the three. And then the cherry on the top of the cake is culture, particularly in the West, um, but certainly true globally to various degrees. We wear exhaustion 
and more hours as a badge of honor, as evidence of commitment. And we undervalue, and I'm not even sure people are aware of the energy that they're that they could be managing and how to do that, right? We sleep less to to get more done, and it's creating this disaster. It's interesting. I, I spent the last 10 years um, in Asia, and, and FaceTime certainly has one meaning. But having just recently come back to the UK, busy time, I think, has another one on culture. I love your concept of uh, we've all got a version of VUCA, because <laughs> I agree. It's all different, but my gosh, it's a lot. And certainly sitting here in the, the UK, I, um, I read an article the other week on um, moral burnout, and they posted, reposted a Twitter tweet in there, and it said, oh my gosh, what's next? You know, we had the COVID crisis. You know, we've had the crisis in Ukraine. We've had our prime minister change. We've had the queen die. Uh, and now I'm hearing that Russia wants to, what you know, is talking about nuclear attack. What next? So I, I, I agree with you, wherever you are in the world, there's just a lot going on. Um, absolutely. And that, you know, it's interesting because I used to do a lot of work on the future work and all the visions of the future was, we'll all be doing three-day work week because AI and automation was going to make our life so damn easier. And I feel a little cheated because um, we've been doing a lot um, measuring work intensity and certainly from our, from some of the work around that and our engagement surveys, we are seeing the response to the question, I am asked to work unreasonable hours shoot up. So something's gone wrong along the way. Um, I'd love you. I'd love any thoughts on that. Um, but maybe we can go on to the, the second question that we wanted to cover today, which is, you know, if we don't address this energy crisis in our teams, in ourselves, in our businesses, what's going to be the impact to the individual, a business and a societal level? Yeah, the impacts, I mean, profound. It's everywhere. I'm not even sure where to begin. And we're already seeing some of this, right? You think about burnout, retention issues, performance issues. People are saying higher absenteeism, um, sickness and health challenges, right? Immune systems, cardiovascular, blood pressure, um, lack of innovation, you name it, right? I could go on. Um, but I would also say, you know, I'm an, a generally optimistic person. I would say, you know, we're going to have a sort of reckoning on this. And I think we're starting to have that. And at the Energy Project, we believe that we have to address this proactively. That's what drew me to join the Energy Project, the idea of we can address this proactively. Um, and it's great if we do, because the cost and realities are going to increase. You, we're either going to proactively deal with this or we're going to have to reactively deal with it. Because I do believe that it is possible to be high performing and high achieving and, and achieve well-being. That's my primary motivation. But you've got to, it's much easier if you do that proactively. And I don't see where we're not there yet. We're not doing that yet. Absolutely. And we certainly see some of those impacts on uh, benefit premiums and amount of days out of the organization. And, uh, and I think we'll start to see more on some of the long-term health implications as well. I love your, your, your point there that there's a day of reckoning coming. I wonder if the fact that we've just got a, a new language around this might accelerate it. You know, you mentioned burnout there. Now, we've spoken before about your great resurrect resignation and now quietly quitting. You know, I'm wondering if some of this language is beginning to surface this. I think definitely. And I think we're there. We're in this. We're seeing the beginning of this. And we, in fact, the reckoning, I love that we we named our, you know, leadership 
program around this. It's called the reckoning because you're either going to reckon with this yourself. You're going to have a reckoning. Either you're going to proactively get there or it's going to find you. But we, I really do believe that that's happening. And I believe we're starting to see that around us with people deciding to, you know, retire early, take breaks, et cetera. It's happening. We're, we're right, there. Absolutely. And there's been swathes of the workforce that are quitting without a job to go for, go to. And we've got to get them back, if only to make sure that they um, can remain employable, can make sure they've got enough for, um, to feed their pensions as they get older. Um, so whose responsibility is this? <laughs> is it the employer? Is it the manager? Or is it the individual or some combination of that? Because I agree with you, we can't ignore this. And if we're not taking action on this, we're probably part of the problem. So what's your thoughts here? The thought that I wish it was one person, right? Wouldn't that be great if we had one throat to choke? <laughs> Unfortunately, the answer is everyone. I think of this on three dimensions. At an individual level, people need to be aware of it. They need to respect their own energy more and not just think I can sleep less. Figure out and crack their own codes. Learn about their own energy, how to manage it to optimize their performance. Um, and I wish it was one size fits all. As you say, I think most organizations by this time, we've rolled out the programs, um, right? So for, on an individual level, being aware of it and owning it for yourself. So you have to learn about it and own it. That's the first thing. The second is leaders and managers. They have to lead by example. So they have to master their own energy. And then they have to learn how to help others do the same and model it. And we're definitely not there in most cases. And then at the organization level, organizational level, recognizing the work and investment needed, as I said, beyond the very important things in terms of policies, more time off, the right discussion group. So we've, I think, done a good job of giving people access and changing the policies and things because you can do those. But we need to go deeper and enabling people around their own energy to help them crack that code. And that's where then the ROI will happen, right? Because you get higher performance, retention. And ultimately, a better lived experience um, at work, and then also the knock-on effect in all arenas of your life. It's so interesting because there are really different perceptions out there, and we we've, we certainly saw that with flexible working and return to work. You know, where does work essentially get done? How does it get done? There were some big gulfs between executives, middle managers, and employees. So, I think part of the challenge is bringing them together. But I agree with you. Um, you know, we 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 don't have the habits to necessarily um, operate in the new world of work. It's not the way we were brought up. We had boundaries, and I I I do see there's more opportunity to also enforcing some hard boundaries. I, I believe that's where um, some of the dialogues around a four day work week are going. Uh, we're working with some professional services firms that are putting uh, very hard boundaries around we will we will not work more than 45 hours a week, even in peak times. And, you know, we've, we've never seen that before. I think that's really interesting. Um, so where are you seeing some practical tips, you know, tips yeah. that maybe people listening into the call today can immediately, you know, implement with themselves or with their teams? Before I answer that, can I go back to something that you just said that I think yeah, is absolutely. really important because the paradigm you're even talking about there is still focused on hours. Oh, we as a culture are still talking about the hours we work versus like if you call that a focused work week. It's not about the hours, right? It's it's about the 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 impact that in it's what we would say at the energy project, it's about the energy you bring to those hours profoundly impacts the impact of those hours. And we've got to stop thinking about 
hours. I understand for certain job classes, you can't do that. However, the reality of um, we still are counting hours worked and we have to break that mindset. I agree with you. Um, but I also think we've got some ingrained habits to break in the now before we get to tomorrow. So I was speaking to Digital Frontiers yesterday and they were saying to is that they've moved the whole organization to a four-day work week and they're taking Fridays off, which I think is fantastic because it's the same time off together. Um, but the biggest challenge that they are having is how do you then move from a culture that was measured by time to one that's measured by outputs? And it isn't as easy as you think it is. And they also said, how do you get rid of the stigma that different individuals might take much longer or shorter to do something? And that's okay. Because we all have different energy levels. There are different things going on outside of business. And yes, somebody might take a whole week to do it because they want to work at a leisurely place. And someone might opt to do some extra work and get it done in an hour. And that's okay. And I thought that was such an interesting point around, um, yes, we need to get away with our obsession with hours. But there's a lot more that's connected to that in how we think about a productive worker, people are want our team, who we give for go-to go projects. And we need to break that too, because that stops non-traditional talent or non-experienced talent growing and learning as well. And I, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, and look, it's a multi-year, I, I make it sound so easy, right? It's a multi-year, enormous kind of global cultural shift. We've been doing this for hundreds of years. And I think that's where we get back to managers and leaders not equipped. I'm actually terrified because hours are easy to measure. Um, and it's much easier to measure that. Um, but the analogy I'd also give, you know, when I think back to what Khan Academy did with learning and saying that the biggest the biggest issue I remember when Khan Academy started was time is the biggest thing in school. We get put into grades and we're expected to all work at the same pace. And the same thing is true in the workplace. That's just not the way humans are. We were used to those hard boundaries. And I yes. do see in the interim between moving from today to tomorrow, <coughs> some hard, hard, hard boundaries are working. Some such as make sure that Amantha Umber, who's a, an innovator, once told me, we live on maker time, 30 and 60 minute. Sorry, we live on management time, 60 and 30 minute increments. But you need three to four hours to make it. So, you know, encouraging people to have maker time. But you also mentioned respect earlier. And I think if we want to enable people to better manage and pace their life, even if we haven't got the agenda set, we need to do placeholders when there's meetings so that people know two or three weeks in advance so they can work around. And I think we are beginning to see more of a dialogue around how many emails are people sending to each other? How respectful are they of their team? How, how well prepared are they for a meeting with a senior person? And I don't know about you, but I feel a lot of this is, is, is long time overdue. Yeah, but we're finally having the conversation. I think what we're at right now is this moment where we're all observing and feeling and experiencing this same lived reality, and we know we want to do better. So we're all looking for what is the, you know, what's the solve all? What's the fantasy? How can I fix this? But it's going to take multi years and it's hard work. It's a big shift, a number of dimensions. It is interesting, though, because I think the younger generation recognize it and are more thirsty for it. So I think that will also be a catalyst for change. In Global Talent Trends, we we said what to, to the employees, what do you think the future work will look like? Big list, about 20 items. And the, the highest one was we think it will work, it will look more balanced. And obviously, we've all got a responsibility to help them get there. But I was really surprised, and it's even more pronounced in the younger generation. Um, but I think the younger generation, 
are going to do it differently. I, I looked to my children and the way they adapted during the pandemic to learning online, they were scrolling things on their phone, interacting on the call. You know, they they are much better at partitioning their lives and um, because they, they grew up in that. Um, whereas I think the rest of us, like you and I, we had a lot more structure growing up. And without that structure, we are beginning to see some of the mental health impact that that's causing, particularly for some of the younger generation in their 20s that might have might have not been through that before. Any other tips that you wanted to offer before we close our call today? Yeah, I would, you know, I, I think here's what I would say. Um, I wish it was so simple that I could say, like, everybody do these three things. We all know new habits are hard to create, changing habits even harder. Um, I have a joke with my friends. I know we should all sleep more, eat better, right? Work out more. We all know. Um, so my advice would be the first thing is be aware and respect that you have four kinds of energy. Um, you have a physical energy, you have an emotional energy, you have a mental energy and spiritual or purpose-based, right? And those four, you need to take stock of where you are in each. You need to recognize what they mean to you, how they impact you, how it impacts how you show up and perform. Um, the second thing I would say is focus on, as you mentioned, half hour increments, hour increments, right? What are your series of sprints versus one big marathon? Um, if you're running one big marathon stop, it should be a series of small sprints with renewals and reflect on that. How are you pulsing between performing and recharging your batteries? Make sure that you're not surviving and burning out, which is where many of us landed, you should be performing and recharging, not surviving and burning out. Um, and until you reflect on that and how you're doing, you won't know which changes you need to make. And you won't know until you reflect on why that's happening, they won't stick. Erin, I had not heard about these four different energy types, but I'm already applying it to myself and thinking, where am I energized? Where am I depleted? And I, I think balance is really important because Many things such as purpose um, can actually bring energy. And we did some research this year looking at what a um, what is the difference between people who feel energized or less energized. And no surprise it here, the people who feel energized feel they're working for a cause or a purpose. You know, they're four times more likely to feel that they have control over their career and agency. And on the flip side, those that were low on energy. Um, felt that the de deal was inequitable, felt they couldn't say no um, to unreasonable work requests or that others didn't have their back. So a lot of the things we've, we've chatted about before and inclusion came up there. Yeah. We are out of time, but before you go, I do try to ask everybody who jumps on the call to sort of put their futurist hat on. And I wonder if you, you wouldn't mind doing that for me. Um, as we do zoom into 2030, how do you think the employee experience will be reshaped or, or maybe what are your hopes for yeah. that reshape? Yeah. Well, first, obviously I hope to work with more, you know, I, we hope the energy project is uh, featured at more with more organizations and people really to help people lead sustainable, right. Fueled lives. That's my hope now. Um, what I would say is I think we're going to settle into this hybrid working. A lot of what we talk about right now is just like at the start of the pandemic where we had to learn to adjust to all remote it took a while and then after a couple months, we stopped being as nervous about the emails we were sending out, right? We were nervous. We'll get over that. So we'll settle into what return to office hybrid. I think we'll we'll get over that soon. Because look, if we don't, people are going to continue to vote with their feet, um, refusing to come in, resigning. We'll see that happening. So 
We'll figure out, I think, value-added reasons to be together versus policies mandating policing. And I think once there's value there, um, we'll have reasons to come together. The lines, I think, between work and play are going to continue to blur. More integrated lives, as you say. I'm very hopeful that that will also be better balanced lives from an energy perspective. Um, And again, I hope that we make this shift away and continue to make a very difficult shift away from hours worked. you know, but those are the main things. I don't, I'm still waiting for my flying car. Um, but uh, as I say, <laughs> I, I, by this time, I thought I'd have that. Um, but I really do hope we get away from this obsession of hours worked. I don't know if I share your um, concern about the flying car. Honestly, one <laughs> more device that I have to charge or take <laughs> care of, I don't have capacity at the moment. But maybe if I, uh, have that vision that you have of a sustainable and energy-fueled life, then I'll have time to embrace it. (laughs) Erin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a really great conversation. Um, And for the listeners who've joined in, thank you for joining us today. If today's conversation piqued your interest, please visit Mercer.com to hear how other companies are reshaping the future of work. Thank you all for listening today. Have a great rest of the day.